0: Joining us on the line is the MP of Simcoe-Grey. We say hello to Terry Dowell. Terry, how are you, sir?
1: Hi, John. Uh, I'm actually doing uh, extremely well. When it's when it's this beautiful out, you, you have to be. But <laughs> it's great to it's great to hear your voice. I know we missed. Uh, or didn't connect on the last time, but uh, I'm always excited to spend some time with you.
0: Always great to have you, and, and lots to talk about. Uh, of course, uh, uh, the debate over mandatory COVID-19 vaccines for healthcare workers is is still ongoing. Uh, what's what's your feeling on that? Has that come up uh, in discussion with you?
1: Uh, I get a lot of calls, John, uh, to my office uh, about it. And there's there's obviously concern um, with us with vaccinations and, and, you know, how this country is going to open. As you know, I think we're opening up our borders August, uh, I guess it's uh, August 9th that uh, Americans will be able to travel here if they're double vaccinated. So um, we're happy that everyone's getting out getting vaccinated. The numbers are getting higher, uh, which, which, is, which is good news. So we're hoping that uh, as more people get vaccinated that we're going to be able to open this economy up. Uh, people seem to be in better spirits that, I, that I'm hearing as of late. And, uh, you know, as long as we continue to uh, do what we're supposed to, uh, you know, health wise, I I think that there's a good opportunity that uh, moving forward, we're we're looking forward to uh, uh, back to back to a new normal.
0: Would you vote for a mandatory COVID uh, vaccine for healthcare workers? I think the concern is they want to keep it out of the hospitals and keep it out of the places where, where folks with COVID have to go.
1: Well, it's, uh, it, it, to be honest with you, John, it's, 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 a pretty tough, tough question, uh, when it comes to, to mandatory, uh, vaccination, because a lot of individuals, um, you know, may have health reasons as why, as they're not supposed to be vaccinated. Um, but I certainly suggest to, to, to most people, we hope that, uh, that people will, uh, especially in the health field and those that, uh, need to, to, uh, meet with, uh, those frontline workers as well. Um, I, you know, at this particular moment in time, I'm not sure that mandatory vaccines, um we'll we'll move forward on on that um but it'll be an interesting it's going to be an interesting discussion but uh as as we get more vaccinated we are getting better in general but Mm. you know they're out there i hope people get their their vaccines um there's there's opportunities and uh, a lot of communities have have opened up uh drive-in clinics as you know uh to make it easy and make it accessible and uh as well for the school and the school year coming up that we want to make sure uh, we need to do everything we can to make sure that uh, we come out of this uh, this this pandemic.
0: You you mentioned the uh, American tourists coming to Canada as of Monday. They're going to open things up for vaccinated uh, U.S. tourists. Uh, however, it's not reciprocated. Canadians still not allowed to cross to the U.S. Uh, do you see that as an issue?
1: I think it's going to be a, a large, large issue for uh, for us here in Canada, and I think it's going to be uh, a problem a lot uh, more, more so even, especially for the uh, the border towns with those people that need to cross uh, regularly to the border. So, um, I, I, once again, I think a part of the problem is that I think our, our governments here uh, certainly, you know, on the world stage, we don't seem to be. Um, Having conversations like when you hear about this just out of the blue, um, it's certainly not a good a good sign for Canada. You know, the United States certainly is our largest trading partner and a uh, country that we rely on that uh, we need to work together with. So we're kind of kind of disappointed with with the response that that's come out. You think that we would work together and we sort of have the same same dates and date, same timeline so that uh, you know we could we could open up. Together, but uh, I was kind of disappointed for sure. And I know I've got a lot of calls from uh, you know other other par- other areas here uh, in Ontario, like I said, border towns that are think this is going to be a huge, huge problem.
0: As we crawl back from the COVID nineteen and things are starting to open up, I've been talking to a lot of uh, retailers and, and a lot of restaurant owners uh, and folks in the tourism industry. about, are they, you know, you be happy it's opening up? And a lot of them have this deer in the headlight look in terms of I don't know where I am going to get staff.
1: Well, that's that's a, a great comment, John, and, and that would be probably now more than ever the number one call that I'm getting, especially uh, really for the Collingwood and Blue Mountain area, that they can't get employees um, in the tourism business uh, to come back. We can't get people uh, at this particular moment to come back to even even any of the retail jobs that are out there, and some of the some of the uh, the mid range paying jobs that that are available. Some of the late industrial. And uh, it's gotten so bad that some of these uh, industries are, you know, either either going to cut hours back or actually shut down. I've heard some operations that are foamy just for the fact, not that they're not busy, it's just that they don't have the manpower to do the job uh, that they need to do, and part of the problem becomes... They can't keep up on, on their responsibilities, so it, it, it is a huge, huge problem. Uh, it's not all about the wage that they're paying. Some people think because it's, it's low money, it's entry level, but but it's not. They've, they've upped the ante, and uh, just with the, the cost of housing and, uh, and some of the programs, perhaps, like, like the CERB that, that have been out there that have uh, been very important for Canadians to help us through, uh, continue to go on, and, and unfortunately, they're just having a tough time finding those jobs. So, uh, very, very concerned to see how that's going to play out. Um, just, just like I said, especially in you know Wasaga, Collingwood, and Blue Mountains with with a huge tourism industry, how how they're going to fill those roles and fill those spots. So, we're continuing trying to find ways um, to hopefully get people back uh, in those fields because people come up to our areas because they love it; it's beautiful, and, and they they expect some services and and, and some fun. And uh, if there's nobody there to work, they're, they're not going to go. So I, 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 the housing is a huge, huge issue as well. And I know some of the townships and the, the towns in the area uh, are trying to work on that. But I think we have to, all levels of government, find a way uh, that, that we we can help people. Because I know our area is a little different. They have one set of rules uh, for, for the province of Ontario, sometimes for some mm-hmm. of the funding, and, and, and Canada as well, and they don't realize that... Um, because of the cost of the housing and because of the vast amount of employees we need uh, in the tourism sector uh, and, and the retail sector, that w- we almost need like different regulations for our area to ensure that we can get people because, like I said earlier, the cost of our housing is so high up here. Um, it's hard to get any new individuals to come up here and, and to, to work in those jobs.
0: Do you think the federal government should be looking at the CERB and maybe adjusting how it's ad- ad- how it's given out, how it's dealt with to encourage people to g- get back to work?
1: I, I like I said earlier, I think at the beginning of you know of Covid there's there's no doubt about it. Nobody knew exactly what to do. Um but I think part of the problem with uh, with the government uh, and, and, and probably both levels, is the fact that they've continued down the same path um, month after month after month, basically doing the same programs. And, and I, from what I'm hearing from uh, a lot of employers, it's just hard to get uh, get these, you know, some people back. And, and I think they need to adjust it uh, to a certain degree. And, and I, know, I know it's running now until September 25th, um, because I think as a community, we're, we we're going to be in a little bit of trouble um for some of these uh you know establishments that, that may not be open or, or we're going to have long lines or there's going to be a lot of issues uh coming so I, I think we need to come up with a with a different format um just to ensure that we get our economy back rolling people are concerned we have as you know our country's got a, a huge debt we need to make sure that uh Whatever we're doing, we've we got to go back on path here and, and make sure that, uh, you know, future generations, that they're going to be uh, fine, just like like we have and have all the same opportunities that we've had uh, through the years, John.
0: Terry, it seems just like yesterday that you were it was sworn in as our MP, and now there's rumors, at least, uh, that there could be an election coming up soon. Um, is this something you're looking forward to? I mean, it sort of gives an opportunity for your party to maybe be on top.
1: Well, I would, I would think under most circumstances, I, I, I'm kind of a believer if you've got a term and, and it's four years, you should uh, probably do that term. I think the public wants it. I, I know, I know my party, certainly the conservatives and, and the block, the green and the NDP all during this time don't think that, uh, during a pandemic when we're telling people not to have large gatherings and large, uh, uh, groups getting together that, uh, you know, we don't think an election should be called at this particular moment in time. It looks that, uh, it looks like the the liberals are or Trudeau and the liberals are going to probably call one we think in, in early August. So we're getting prepared. They're certainly getting lots of their candidates ready. Um, I don't think it's the time. I, and like you said, it's it's, it's been a couple of years, just shy of two years uh, since the last election. And uh, you know, it, it it could be a lot of money. It could be a lot of time. And I, I don't know if people are uh, you know at this particular moment that would be number one on their on their you know priority list is an election. And at the end of the day, I'm not sure how much, how much it will change. We have a minority government, which probably uh, during the pandemic is a good thing. That way we have mm-hmm. opportunities for each party to have a little bit of input. Uh, and, and with each party, they certain you know, have support in certain pockets that hopefully um, it's good representation across Canada. So I, I think the minority government during a pandemic was probably good. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not excited about it. To the fact that I think it's a good idea for the country, but uh, myself, I always uh, enjoy elections, knocking door and seeing people. And and uh, you know, I've, I've you know kind of been blessed to the fact that I've I've had the opportunity during COVID to to actually uh, talk to quite a few different individuals. And I think uh, um, some of them certainly are frustrated, but I don't think they're at the point that they would like to see an election.
0: I don't want you to speak for your colleagues on the other side of the hall, but I, what do you think the reason for calling an election now? Do you think the Liberals believe they could get a, a majority? Is that what they're looking for?
1: Well, I, I I think it's well pretty well guaranteed. That's the fact that they're they're only down. You know, they only need about thirteen seats, uh, I believe, to get a majority. So uh, they're they're going to roll the dice. I think with the opportunity that uh, during the pandemic, uh, you know. People may not uh, all come out to vote, whatever it may be. But we, like I said, I, I personally, my own personal call is, I don't think uh, it's the time. But like I said, I'm more than, I'm more than ready. And I know, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of individuals in the riding. I, I got my ADA, uh, certainly uh, excited to if that's, if that's the case. But. Uh, I I think the, for them, they're going to gamble, hopefully get a majority and if they do, they can do exactly what they want to do and there won't be any more discussions with any of the parties and I don't think I really don't believe uh, now's the time and uh, I'm I'm, ho- I'm hoping that, that, that the general thought is that there is an election will not be true but uh, c- cert- certainly when you see uh, all the funding announcements in the last uh, few weeks <laughs> and a lot of swing ridings and, and, and I don't know if you've noticed that the the prime minister is shaved and, and uh, is looking a little bit younger as well. So I think those are, are probably telltale signs that we're probably going to get uh, the writ will drop.
0: Terry, always a pleasure to talk with you. Terry Dowdell is MP of Simcoe Gray. Thank you so much for joining us here and talking to the town.
1: Well, John, it's been wonderful. And, and we're at the point that we can probably see each other pretty soon in the studio. And I look forward to seeing you. Me too. Okay, ninety five